Welcome to Fringe Spirit, Not Your Love and Light Podcast. Thank you for joining me once again. Today, we are going to get into darkness. Why is there darkness on this planet, in our universe? Why does it exist? And why we should embrace it and utilize it? Okay. So let's begin by kind of getting into some of the different types of darkness that are out there. And we, if you've listened to some other podcasts, you've heard some of this before. Things like dark entities, parasites, creatures, critters, just these low vibrational energy sucking types of beings. Your dark entities, which again, there's a whole podcast on this. Essentially, they are just low vibrational, almost like spirits that feed off of your low vibrational energy. Same thing with the kind of creatures, which basically same category, just I guess you'd maybe say lower level. And things like parasites, you're, again, they're just, it's like a parasite in the energetic world, right? It just clings to you and it's just feeding. It's not even really having a thought process. It's not really thinking about what it's doing. It's just living in survival mode. And this is how I live and survive. And this is what I need. Those are very, very common. They are everywhere. They are not these big, bad, scary things that sometimes we make them out to be. Again, you can go on a whole deep dive on that if you want on uh, the other episode. Uh, but again, they are everywhere, just roaming around, uh, existing. Then we maybe have things like these darker deities that people worship or pray to think like almost like cults and maybe some of the darker things that would be worshipped in those types of scenarios, or black magic. Um, People who kind of make these deals with darker beings to get what they want. Except usually these deals go sideways. The deals are usually not super straightforward, and you sometimes are paying for it, for lifetime after lifetime after lifetime because you're still in this contract with this lower level being. For me personally, I have encountered hundreds of different, all these different types of lower vibrational dark beings. And some of these deities that people worship, people make deals with, they can be some of the most intimidating and intense. However, the positive is if if you're not fucking with that and you're not messing with people who are fucking with that, you're pretty much good. However, they they do. They do have a lot of power behind them. And it's not, you know, necessarily to put anyone in a place of fear, but they they are they can be kind of top tier in the way that these lower level things like entities and creatures and parasites and and things like that kind of can work for them. So they can be extremely powerful. Uh, I had a, a situation where I worked with someone and it was a big learning experience. It was a several month long scenario of 
me personally getting completely fucked with (laughs) through connecting with this person's energy, trying to help them. They thought that they just had some dark entities and that was not even close to this scenario. Essentially, it was a voodoo type deity that someone that this client was dating had had deals with contracts with right you make a deal with these darker things and until you give back what you needed to give in return right the the if you try and make a deal with something dark because you want something right i want this person to get hurt or i want this job or this power this control or this money you know usually it's very self-serving things that you people want when they're going down that road of trying to connect with darker things to get what they want. However, what the darker thing wants in return, if you don't give it to them, they are going to relentlessly mess with you. And that was a scenario that was kind of happening. And, you know, unfortunately, the person that I was working with didn't do anything wrong in all reality. But they can be very tricky And it's definitely something I would not recommend getting into and exploring because, yeah, it definitely uh, knocked me off my feet a little bit for for a a hot minute. (laughs) Um, But yeah, again, nothing, you know, once you learn how to deal with all of these things, and I'm going to get into actually how I dealt with that. It was definitely the most difficult of the darker things I have dealt with. And I mean, I've dealt with your demons, your entities, your reptilian, I mean, all of them. Like, I, so many things. And this one hands down takes the cake. And I am going to share at the end what the solution was and how I came to the solution. And it was actually a very big picture understanding of how everything works, uh, which is really cool. So stay tuned to the end. And then you can hear how one would deal with something like that if you find yourself in a scenario, because it's not always even in this lifetime. Maybe in this lifetime, you haven't done anything, but you feel like you're relentlessly getting attacked psychically or messed with, or maybe someone in your life just has this like looming darkness around them that is just not good. And maybe there is something like it could even be something from a past life from yourself, or maybe your partner or someone else that's around you often, and maybe there's entanglement there. And anyways, no, no two situations are ever identical. Everything is, is individualized to that scenario. So you've got your, you know, kind of culty worship beings, and then also your beings that you would make deals with contracts with to to gain something out of it. Then you have kind of your extraterrestrial or and or interdimensional species. You know, we we tend to demonize certain species on this planet and while yes, there certainly have been and are extraterrestrial species that Presently and in the past, in the in the very past, far away past, have been involved in humanity and doing things that we would maybe deem as morally wrong. Yeah, they exist, but it's also not all of them, right? Just like all humans are not bad, but we sure as shit have some really dark people in this world. So, again, some of the darker, another 
area where there are dark beings and darkness are some of these darker, self-serving types of extraterrestrial species. Then we have dark matter, which is a really fascinating topic that truly I wish I knew more about. But what I have gathered and what I do understand and believe to be true is any species who's very much, you know, you choose to incarnate in the body that you're you're in, right? If you're going to be the bad guy, if you're going to incarnate as a bad human, quote unquote, when I say bad, or uh, another type of species that's very self-serving and does maybe some harmful things to other people or, or beings. Again, we're choosing that. So keep that in mind. However, when you're in those lifetimes, and here's the thing, we've all had these lifetimes also. But when you're in these lifetimes, so any, you know, a human that's really dark, think maybe a murderer, a pedophile, a rapist, you know, that's kind of probably some of your darkest of dark as far as on our planet. And, and there, there's, you call in dark matter. How, how exactly that manifests, I can't fully explain. But it creates a level of darkness within your soul that really just kind of carries out this dark incarnation and experience. So it's different than energy in the way that energy can be transmuted and shifted and dark matter more has to be removed. It doesn't transmute. It's just it's the polarity of light versus you know, it's not dark energy, if that makes sense. So that's another form of darkness within the universe. That's a universal thing. And then we have our own personal darkness, right? So our shadow, you know, we could dive so deep into the shadow, but our shadow is a lot of the repressed, suppressed emotions, energies, feelings that we are not acknowledging. All of the low vibrational stuff, your fear, your guilt, your shame, uh, your apathy, all of those feelings from this lifetime and past. So not just our childhood, right? Because we all have some inner child baggage and bullshit and programming that's low vibrational that is a part of our shadow. We also, part of our shadow, have components from past lives, the traumas from past life, the guilt you never healed because maybe your child died and you felt responsible and you held on to that guilt from a past life or the fear that you are holding on to from a past life because maybe you were a healer and you got persecuted for that and killed and now you're holding on to that fear, right? That is all part of your shadow. In addition to that, we have not just the wounds, not just the sadness, not just the grief and the guilt and these lower vibrational feelings and emotions. We also have what holds very heavy on our souls is our karmic debt. And that is the past lives where we were the quote unquote bad guy. We were the perpetrator. We were the murderer. You know, we did these horrific things. We all have these past lives and that's okay. That does not make you a bad person. It does not make your soul bad, right? We'll get into the reason why we do this. There's a reason for it and that and 
and it's it's fine. Everyone, you're no different than everyone else. We all have this this baggage. However, the karmic debt, this dark baggage, it really it does it. It's very dark and it weighs us down quite a bit. So again, that's it's this is all part of our shadow, and we have to face the shadow, right? We have to be willing to look in the mirror at our envy, right? When you're jealous of another person, that's your shadow. When you are angry that, you know, this person got something that you didn't, that you feel like maybe you deserved, that's your shadow. The guilt that you feel when you tell someone, no, I can't help you because you're trying to implement boundaries, that guilt that you still feel, that is part of your shadow. So it's all of these things that we tend to not want to look at. No one really wants to look at the, the darker sides of themselves. However, until you look at your shadow and face it and heal it and then integrate it, right? It's going to weigh you down. So darkness, here's the thing. Darkness does not equal low vibrational. You can heal your shadow. You can love your shadow. You can understand your shadow and you can integrate your shadow. And it's still the shadow. It's still the dark side of you. But it's no longer low vibrational. It's no longer weighing you down. You healed it. You gave it love. And then instead of rejecting it and saying, I don't want to look at this side of myself. I'm disgusted with myself for XYZ. That's the worst thing you can do. I've chosen to provide compassion and love and empathy for this version of myself that felt this way or did these things. And I'm going to choose to heal that and love that and accept that and integrate that, right? That's really how you do your shadow work. And it's not taking your darkness and making it go away. Yes, you're bringing some light to it. Yes, you are healing it. But at the end of the day, it's still your shadow. It's always going to be there but it's not going to be low vibrational and weighing you down, if that makes sense. So darkness does not equal low vibrational. I think people get very confused and think darkness is bad, darkness is low vibration, and that's just not always the case. Okay, those are kind of your kind of very common types of darkness that we encounter in our world, in our reality, in our universe, in our human incarnation. Okay, So why do we have darkness? Why do we have all of these things? Our universe that we are existing in is a dualistic universe. That means it is based in duality. It is based in light and dark, equal balance between the two. We are not a universe of light. We are not a universe of dark. We are a universe of both. And the understanding that they both coexist They are both equal. Neither is better or worse than the other. It is a coexistence and acceptance. And the reason for that, the why, right? Why? Because this universe that we are in right now chose to fractal itself to have these different experiences. That's it. The universe, it wanted to have different experiences. You can't have the experience of, of grief perhaps, without maybe losing a loved one, which again, that's then creates sadness and grief. That's low vibrational and that's your shadow and that's darkness. You can't learn disempowerment. You can't experience things like disempowerment without having someone else, uh, quote unquote, bad guy taking power over you, you know, controlling you, 
maybe imprisoning you, maybe making you a slave. You can't experience these things without having the light and the dark within the same scenario. And so the universe chooses to fractal itself and then create these, you know, different souls to have these different incarnations to have these experiences. And so in order to experience XYZ, there has to be the component of darkness within the scenario in order to have the experience. Otherwise, if there was no darkness, we would all just be what? Sitting around like happy doing not like we would not be evolving. We would not be growing. We would not be learning, right? We grow and we evolve and we learn by going through some of these things and having these experiences. You will never know what it's like to feel what, you know, a grief of losing someone until you lose someone. You will never understand those things, right? You'll never understand what it feels like to be completely disempowered until maybe you dated that narcissist or maybe your dad was a narcissist, right? So we have to experience these things to grow and evolve and to further our, our consciousness, right? We, the point is not to just all of a sudden be these evolved beings, right? It's to get there. It's to have experiences and learn and grow and have a, have a trajectory that brings us to a more evolved space to where we can see things more objectively instead of from our lower dimensional subjective perspective. So everything is ba- in this universe, everything is based in duality. From a universal perspective, light and dark is not good and bad. Light and dark is not one versus the other, right? It's not, it's a coexistence because of opposites for experiences and learning and growing, right? However, on a planet like Earth, at a lower dimension, third dimension, we encounter Polarity. Polarity, in my mind, is essentially duality, right? Duality, which is light and dark, which is one verse, one in another, one in an opposite, right? Duality is two opposites. Completely objective at that point, though. So duality mixed with subjective thinking, right? Subjective being the mind of your own personal experience versus the objective bigger picture. Duality plus subjective thinking plus fear plus low vibration. And then we have polarity. That's what we're living in, right? We are living in a very polarizing world and reality. (laughs) And you all know this, right? I don't need to explain it, right? You see it in religion, Religion is do this or you go to hell. Do this or you're bad. Do this or you're evil. If you're not this, you're evil, right? You you see it in government, right? With politics, you know, left versus right and, and good versus bad. Like everyone is, it's always one versus the other. Polarity is taking these opposites that should coexist and not be pitted against each other, but it, and it takes them and it pits them against each other. It's now me versus you, this this group versus this group for one reason or another. And that's what happens on this earthly planet in this world with this lower dimension because we are lower vibrational. We're in a lower dimension. We're lower vibrational. We are embodying a lot of fear. 
If we didn't have fear, we wouldn't be one versus the other, right? It wouldn't be so lack-filled. It wouldn't be me versus you or me versus everybody or this group versus this group, right? And because we are all living in a place of fear and we are a lot of us at a significantly lower vibration compared to the universe as a whole, and we're we're subjective beings. It is, you know, it is in our nature as a human being to think from my perspective, right? I think from my perspective. You think from your perspective. That is subjective thinking. We do not have we are most of us are not at the point where we have the ability to be objective in every area of our lives 24/7 100% of the time. It's not it's that's not how human beings are. We didn't come into a human incarnation to you know have that objective awareness, right? We came here to maybe learn how to find that objective awareness through these certain experiences and through getting out of polarity. Right? And that is that is honestly where we're going because we are raising the vibration. So think, if polarity is duality mixed with subjective thinking, mixed with fear, mixed with low vibration, and collectively the planet and humanity as a whole and all of the energies that reside within this planetary body are collectively raising the vibration, in order to raise the vibration, we are letting go of fear. And we are beginning to see things more objectively. Right. And the, the further we go in that trajectory, the further we begin to accept duality and get rid of this bullshit polarity game. Right. We find unity of the light and the dark versus polarity, which is light versus dark. Right. I hope that makes sense. Um, so that is, that is the big point. That is the point. And so. You have a lot of people in this community, and it was actually why the spiritual community as a whole was very off-putting to me for many years. It was the love and light only type of people, hence the tagline for the podcast. <laughs> so we all know those people. Maybe you were that one of those people, and that's fine. It is actually very beautiful and amazing to come from that perspective and grow out of it and to accept like we can always at any point in time change our opinions, change our beliefs. And that is totally okay, despite the fact that we are usually so fearful to say, I was wrong. I'm changing my mind. So you have these people, a lot of people that are love and light. If I only embody love and light darkness cannot touch me. I will be so happy and I am so evolved and blah, 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 blah. And it's also it just another area of polarity. You have the, the you know, I'm very love and light. And then you have, you know, the other side of it, you know, I'm open to it. I'm going to do my shadow work. I am. I understand that we are living in a dualistic universe. And there is a lot of polarity within the spiritual community as a whole over this topic alone, never mind millions of other topics. But a lot of these people, and we all know them, again, maybe you've been there, maybe this, you know, sometimes this is where people are drawn to with spirituality because it sounds nice. It sounds, wow, okay, if I if I subscribe to this ideology, my life will be better because love and light, right? Well, that sounds, it sounds nice. However, 
they tend to dismiss and reject the shadow. If you're, you know, if you're only acknowledging the existence of love and light, then you're dismissing the entire other half. You're dismissing your shadow. And I actually, I did, I made this mistake for a while where I did do the shadow work. I healed the shadow, right? I did the inner child work. I did the past life work. You know, I did the karmic stuff. I did the karmic debt stuff. I did a lot of the reprogramming, right? However, I still, I didn't have a full acceptance of my shadow. So I was rejecting it. And that will come back to bite you in the ass. It came to bite me in the ass. And a lot of, you know, if you're embodying only love and light, they do tend to often completely reject and dismiss the shadow. And what does that do? The shadow, I mean, that's half of who you are. <laughs> you know, that's that's a big component of you and you're rejecting that. So A, you're not doing the healing work and which makes you lower vibrational. Right. And if you're low vibrational, you're going to attract low vibrational things like dark entities, like parasites, like little critters that like to just feed off of your energy. And you're just, you're not, you may surface level feel maybe happy, but deep down you're not because you're not whole. You're not fully embodying all of your, all of you, right? All that there is. And in addition to that, I, I've seen this a lot. Those types of people, they almost live in this ignorance is bliss mentality. If I don't believe these dark things, or the dark things I talked about at the beginning, right? We've got our entities, our kind of extraterrestrials, our deities. Um, oh, no one, one I didn't talk about as far as a type of darkness. Your demons, right? which they prefer to be called fallen angels. However, they are. They are angelic beings that have fallen into darkness. And they are definitely more gnarly than your dark entity. But again, they can be very simple to deal with as well, as long as you're coming from it from a good place. You're coming from it, you know, with love and compassion and all of that. But these darker things... We'll see the people that are playing ignorant and they will take advantage of them. They will fuck with them. If you don't believe dark things exist, and so this kind of goes back to the episode about discernment. If you don't believe dark things exist and a dark thing decides it's going to present itself as your spirit guide or your dead parent or dead grandparent, right? And then they're going to, you know, you're going to trust them because you think it's your spirit guide. You think it's, you know, dead grandma. And they're going to steer you wrong because they're just fucking with you because they can, because you're, you're like easy prey in a way. So we have to, playing ignorant to these things does not keep them away from you. If anything, it's going to make you a bigger target because you're never going to be able to discern or realize that it's not what you think it is, because you don't have the experience with it. Once you start to have the experience with things on, in the darker side of things, you it builds your discernment. It builds your knowledge base and your understanding. And 
that is how you discern what's happening around you. What am I connecting with? Is this energy good or bad? You can't decide if an energy that is coming, you know, towards you or trying to connect with you is something you should or shouldn't connect with until you've experienced the things you shouldn't connect with and what they can do and and all of those things. So in one in one breath, yes, we are all going to experience those things. However, if you do not believe that they exist, you're never going to realize it. And you, some people feed these low vibrational, darker things and subscribe to this, these, their games without even fully knowing it their entire lives. Their entire lives. They can even, they're, they become almost a puppet <laughs> for darker things and the darker things want, which is typically to, you know, keep us down if they're a low vibrational, dark, dark type thing. So ignorance is not bliss. Uh, discernment comes from having these experiences. And this is why it's important, right? So ha- we want to have a balance, right? Over and over the theme of spirituality as a whole, for me, of what I have found is balance. We need balance in all of the areas of our lives. And it is no different when it comes to the light and the dark. I always say the pendulum swings both ways. That's what I truly believe. I've seen it over and over and over again. And what I mean by that, so the pendulum swings both ways, right? So you've got your middle ground in the middle. You've got maybe your dark over here and your light over here. The pendulum's always going to swing both ways. However, if you refuse to really dabble, and I don't mean go do voodoo and black magic and like make deals with the devil and stuff like that. I mean being open and learning and, you know, understanding that they exist. Both things exist. And it's, they're not always bad, Right. So the pendulum swings both ways. So what I mean by that is the further into the dark it swings, the further into the light it swings, right? How a pendulum works, right? It goes equal both ways, right? It's never going to just go light, 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 right? It's going to go both ways. So you can only be as light as you are dark. So if you refuse to acknowledge your own darkness, you refuse to work with your own darkness, you refuse to acknowledge the darkness of the universe, uh, of, you know, around you, within the planet, et cetera, et cetera, you can, you're only going to be able to embody so much light. So you can't be only love and light. You can be, you know, love and light and love and dark, you can love the dark, right? We want to love the dark. We don't want to be hateful or fearful or reject any of it, right? That just brings us right back to polarity, which is pitting one against the other. And if you look around you in 2023 in the world we're living in, polarity has not done us a whole lot of good. <laughs> okay. So what is, so once you find this balance between the light and the dark, that's what we want to have. That is how you grow and you evolve and you, you know, reach these new levels of consciousness and you activate dormant DNA and you begin to have, you know, you see things from these newer perspectives, right? That is the growth. That is the spiritual growth that most of us are seeking. So when, when you create this balance, 
it gives you the ability to traverse both realms, right? Once you find this balance, right? When you have faced your own darkness, once you face your shadow, right? You face your inner child, you face the, the you know, negative thoughts and the programming within your mind, you face the past lives and the traumas there, you face your dark lifetimes, you murdered some, maybe you murdered a child, we we all have those gnarly lifetimes. And when you have the ability to face those things, right? It sounds scary if you've never done it. And I'm not going to say it's easy. It's not easy. It is absolutely not easy. But once you begin to find a realm of comfortability facing those things, maybe it's not even comfortable, but you do it anyways, right? And you realize like you're better off for it and it becomes, you know, you accept it and you accept these parts of yourself that puts you one step closer to then facing, okay, well, maybe now my third eye is starting to open up. And when the thing that happens when your third eye opens up, you don't just see elementals and angels and soul family and your dead relatives, right? You see all of the dark things too, right? And so there's, you know, you face your own shadow and then you begin to, you know, evolve spiritually and, you know, you've healed yourself. So your chakras are in a good place. And yeah, your third eye is going to start opening up if it's not already open. And you're going to see these darker things. And once you become more comfortable with them and how to work with them and how to communicate with them and, you know, whether it's transmuting them or giving them light or, you know, telling them to fuck off, <laughs> whatever the case may be, it, it how it's empowering, right? There's a level of empowerment that is unlike anything else when you begin to work in the areas that 99.9% of the world is extremely fearful of, right? So because what you're releasing the fear, you're you're evolving and you're accepting these things and the more you can dabble with those things and realize like, I'm okay, this is okay. Hey, look what I just did. I'm empowered. And it's because I let go of the fear. And once you begin to have a bigger understanding of all of these things, again, go listen to the episode about entities and why there is so many reasons to find compassion and love for them, right? Fallen angels, same thing. They, most of them, they just want light back. They don't want to be in the darkness anymore. They don't want to be, you know, in the the vibration that they're in. You know, a lot of these things, they really just want love and light. And again, that doesn't make them, it doesn't just make them all of a sudden light necessarily. Certain things, sure, you can transmute them to light. But some things, they, they take the love and they take the compassion and they can still be dark, right? We have, you know, think um, we have other deities. Think um, kind of like your, your Hecate, right? Your dark goddesses. A lot of people work with. They're not scary. They're dark, but they're not bad. They're not low vibrational, right? You, if you fuck with them wrong, you know, they're, you just... <sighs> Darkness doesn't mean bad, doesn't mean low vibrational necessarily. Okay, so you become empowered. You have the ability to traverse all of the realms. So when something comes up, you know, you have the experience and the knowledge and all of that to be able to do all of the things. 
right? The reason that I, A, know what I know about all of these things, B, have the confidence to say, none of them scare me. Even if they fuck with me, they don't scare me. It's because I'm empowered in the way that I know how to work with them. I know that I'm sovereign and they can only fuck with me as much as I allow them to fuck with me. And I know how I can work with them. And it's through the experiences of going through these certain things. And so you can traverse all of these realms. You can work with those types of things without the fear. You can find compassion and love, right? When you can look at something that looks really scary and is dark and maybe not so nice, maybe it's, you know, if you, you're, you know, telepathically communicating with it, or maybe you're clairaudient and you can hear what it's saying in your mind. (sighs) To be able to have a conversation with something like that and start to maybe see the world through their perspective, to come out of your own subjective perspective, see things through their eyes and from a bigger objective standpoint, then you have compassion and love. And the moment that you have compassion and love even for the scary things, even for the things that are mean, even the th- for the things that you feel like are negatively affecting you, you could not be more powerful. That is the word, you know, put the pendulum swing in both ways. If I were to put like some words on that, right? When you can face, when you can look something in the face that is gnarly and scary and you can understand where it's coming from and you can truly give it love and compassion, That's like you're way over here in the dark side of the pendulum. But that means you can go way over here in the light and the level of power that you have. And I don't mean power in a bad way. I mean power in like the way that you can change the world, the way that you can impact people, the way that you can impact yourself and change your life and manifest. And I mean, the list goes on and on. And it can be from having these experiences and not playing ignorant to them and finding your power within it. It's so empowering. So you find this empowerment. You can work in these areas without getting fucked with because you know you know what the, they feel like, right? If you don't believe they exist and you don't know what it feels like when they're around because you've been fucked with them in the past, then you can't pick up on those things. So once you become, you get to a point where, and this has happened with me, right? You know, entities, they won't fuck with you because they know where you're at. They know what you know. And they know, well, fuck this, I'm out because I can't fuck with her, right? So you become a level of powerful. And I, again, I don't mean this in a very, in like an ego way, like um, like the polarity game where everyone's seeking power over another, right? I mean, powerful within yourself, self-empowerment, and which the power is the knowledge to understand that you are a creator of your own life of, you know, co-creating a life with another, of manifesting, creating whatever you desire, right? You have the power to to do anything. And, you know, it can come from, you know, learning these things, right? Learning how to navigate the, the darker waters. We all know those people that they don't even know how to have an uncomfortable conversation. They don't even know how to talk, tell their best friend or their partner that they upset them. They did something that hurt their feelings, right? 
it's so disempowering. We don't want to live that way. We want to be empowered, right? And and finding this balance with the light and the dark allows for that empowerment and the ability to work with the uncomfortable things and the darker things. Because, you know, our lower vibrational emotion, like that's the darker side. That is the shadow. Okay. Complete empowerment, complete sovereignty over yourself. Once you understand, you know, you maybe you go through certain experiences with things in the darker realms and you come out of it and you're like, you know, I'm still alive. That wasn't that bad. I learned a lot. I learned some lessons and I feel empowered. And I, and at the end of the day, once you begin to realize and accept that you are a sovereign being and if you affirm your sovereignty, right? Your sovereignty, that's your personal power. That's the fact that, you know, nothing else and no one else has control over you. That is essentially in alignment with the universal law of free will, right? That is, that is your sovereignty. And once you believe that to be true, you're unstoppable. You're completely unstoppable. Okay. So at the end of the day, again, we have some of these darker things that are very, very self-serving, and they do. They just like to fuck with people. <laughs> it's just it's just the nature of it. And again, sometimes there are those deals that you can make with these darker things to get something that you want, something self-serving, control, power, money, which money equals control and power. But it usually comes from this very ego-based place, which is a very human-based place, which humans are one of the darkest species that there are, right? As far as the potential as a whole, not necessarily. But again, same thing with these other species. We demonize species like reptilians, right? They're not all like that. They're not all absolute, you know, doing terrible things. But again, same with humans. We, you've got people who are completely selfless and, you know, feeding hungry people and donating millions of dollars and helping their neighbor or, you know, whatever. And, you know, then we, again, we have our murderers. We have, you know, all these people that are doing some, you know, terrible things. But that is a, that is a small percentage. However, we do have some very dark, dark as far as humanity goes. And so at the end of the day, if we didn't have our darkness as human beings, a lot of the darkness on the planet would not exist. The dark entities that are feeding off of our low vibrational energy, they they wouldn't have anything to feed off of, so they they wouldn't they would be starved. You know, are these darker deities again? They if if there weren't people that were seeking out money and power and willing to make deals in order to get them, they wouldn't exist here. There would be no reason to right. So at the end of the day, we're choosing to have the darkness here collectively. Maybe not you individually, but collectively, you know, we're choosing that. Our this planet, the you know, Earth, <laughs> we are like the the micro of the macro, right? And I I I'm no not the only one to have said that. So the macro being the universe as a whole, dualistic, light and dark and everything in between. Earth is like a mini version of that. We've got the lightest of light and we have the darkest of dark. Other places in the universe are not all like that. They don't have such a big spectrum. But because we have such a big spectrum, every little area on that spectrum, we're calling in those energies. So if you're dark and there's darkness here and you're calling in more darkness, darkness is going to show up. That's just how it works. 
So but at the end of the day, okay, so I'm going to share the story about it was this deity that, you know, someone had made a deal with. Long story, don't get into the details. However, it was very intense and powerful. It was um, like a like a Santeria black magic scenario. Very, very powerful. Had a lot of lower level entities and critters and just a lot of things going on that like, you know, kind of doing its bidding kind of thing. And I truly struggled with how do I deal with this? Because as soon as I would connect with this person's energy, this stuff would come at me and it would clog up every single one of my chakras and completely block me from my own spirit guides, my own higher self. And then I'd have to cleanse and clear myself. It was just, it was a whole process. And I am very good with protective measures and cloaking and things like that. And this did not care. (laughs) Uh, But what I learned, so this is, you know, uh, a whole encounter and story relating to Jesus. Jesus as an ascended master, not necessarily Jesus in the biblical sense, which is actually hilarious that I have so many interactions with Jesus because I never would have thought that because I am not religious. I'm pretty anti-religion, in fact. And so for Jesus to have shown up to me the first time was baffling to me, right? However, from an ascended master standpoint, he's an ascended master. He has done the human thing and he is a more evolved soul as far as the human game. And the thing with these kind of ascended masters, so these ascended masters and then these kind of darker deities who are kind of just fucking around with humanity, again, they're, you're making a deal with them typically. So they're not necessarily going against free will. But here's the thing. So Jesus as one of our ascended masters that, you know, is with the planet and helps humanity, is one of the beings that has the ability to uphold the universal laws. One of them being the law of free will and the law of non-intervention. So, it's it's basically like you've got Jesus as the light, right? Or another ascended master, these darker deities as the dark. Again, they're here because humans are calling on them. If no human was calling these deities in to make deals, there'd be no reason for them to be here. But so you your light, your light, your Jesus, your dark, your dark deity. It's like they're colleagues. They don't look at each other as you're my enemy, right? They don't live in the polarity game. It's basically like they are colleagues coexisting. However, Jesus has the ability to uphold the universal laws. And when these darker deities ride that line, because that's what they do, they'll ride the line of the free will and the non-intervention concept, right? You know, let's make a deal, but, you know, maybe they'll make a deal with you when you are unconscious or in the, you know, about to die, you know? Yeah, I've seen this before. You're you're literally, in, you know, in a split second, like literally in a traumatic scenario, you're about to die and something will come in and say, oh, well, do you want to live? And it's the details of like, if I let you live, what you then owe me 
are not necessarily laid out there very clearly. And then this person has this kind of owing, this contract with this darker thing, owing them something. And they typically are not consciously aware of it a lot of the times in those types of scenarios. And so they will relentlessly fuck with you and make your life miserable. And again, it's riding that line because of the free will concept. And so Jesus is that being that can come in and call in. And this is why I believe, you know, as someone who's not religious at all, but then you think your exorcism type scenarios, right? We've all heard, you know, we've all seen it in a movie, whether you believe it or not. You know, those things exist. Dark things can totally, you know, possess your body. And I've always wondered why, you know, because I don't believe in, you know, the religion from the biblical uh, context and those types of beliefs. But I've always wondered, well, why? Why does it always work when the priest calls on Jesus in the name of Jesus, X, Y, Z, right? This is why. (laughs) This is why. It's because Jesus has the ability to uphold that law of, you know, free will. And, you you know, this person has the free will. And if they want this thing out of them, you know, in the case of a possession or, you know, in the case of this dark deity kind of riding the lines of, Uh, free will and kind of manipulating the scenario, that's where Jesus can come in. Or, you know, there's other ascended masters as well. It's not just Jesus. There's other beings out there. And in addition to humans, humans can get themselves to the point where when you work with Jesus or you work with source energy, or if you believe, you know, if you call source God, or you work with some of these other energies and you go through certain processes, again, that's why I believe truly that like the priest has the ability to perform an exorcism. Because while I don't believe necessarily in all the intricacies of the religion as a whole, I do believe in the power of Jesus and the power that he has in upholding these laws and and demand, you know, basically having humanity's back when some of the dark things start to overstep and start to violate those laws. And because, you know, the priests, you know, will work, you know, with Jesus through the religious aspect. <sighs> But that's why I truly believe they have the ability to do that. And so it's not just a priest. It's not just an ascended master. Other people can do those things too. And, you know, if, again, if you're in the spiritual community, maybe you've seen a scenario like that where you've seen a person, you know, do some, something like an exorcism or, you know, tell a darker thing to fuck off. And the thing listens and you're like, how did you do that? Because you went through a lot of steps and processes to get there. And so when I was dealing with this darker deity, I had for a few weeks a lot of workings with Jesus, a lot of interactions and understandings of all these things, of what I'm relaying to you right now, of the idea that they're colleagues, the idea of them having the ability to uphold the law. And so when you can confront these dark things, so through working with Jesus and kind of up leveling myself in a, you know, in an empowerment type of way. And for me personally, through Jesus, he taught me how to use the Merkaba and expanding my energy in this way that kind of almost demands respect and, uh, 
once I got myself to a place of confidence and empowerment and through working with Jesus and essentially having, you know, Jesus kind of having my back as almost like a backup, I was able to have conversations with this darker deity. I was able to have an amicable conversation and lay it out straight up like, this isn't okay. You are overriding this person's free will, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it was, it, it went from immediately fucking with me to a mutual understanding and respect. And it left me alone after that. Uh, how it worked out with the, with the client. Uh, at the end of the day, there's things that the, the client has to do on their end. And so ultimately, it's up to them. There's only so much that an external person can do to help the situation. But it was a very fascinating learning experience. You know, there are these checks and balances in the universe. And if you do feel like you are relentlessly getting attacked by something dark and you don't know what to do and you don't know where to go for help, you know, well, A, you know, reach out to me. You always can. There's a lot of people like me that can deal with those things. But affirm your sovereignty. Affirm the, your free will and what you want with your free will is to be left alone, right? And call in someone like Jesus or someone else that you feel that comfortability with that has the ability to almost put them in their place and tell them to fuck off, right? <laughs> There's these checks and balances. We can use them. We just have to realize that we can use them. And, you know, find the power within ourselves and our own personal sovereignty and fucking use it, right? Okay. So I'm going to wrap it up now. And yeah, pendulum swings both ways when it comes to light and dark, essentially when it comes to anything. And if you want to be that light worker that you claim you are or that you're, that someone told you you are or that you feel deep within you that you are or, you know, maybe you use another term than light worker, what, whatever. It doesn't matter. Terms are bullshit terms, right? It's for our human brains to comprehend, to put things in boxes. But if you feel like you have so much light within you and you're trying to tap into that potential and you're not facing some of the darkness, especially your own personal darkness, I guarantee you, when you begin to face the darkness, work with the darkness, accept the darkness, love the darkness, your light becomes unstoppable. All right. Have a good one. I'll see you guys next time. Bye.